welcome to our lot in block five. It's the Interlull special. And this week, uh, we have got a lot of Scottish things going on on the podcast uh, in honour of Kieran Tierney's performance. Uh, well done on Scotland reaching the Euros. A get a ball of scorch in the uh, in the Euro finals. Well, <laughs> if we ever actually get to the Euro finals, I'm not sure. Um, it's a quick fire John special with a difference this week, as we look at who should stay and who should go. So uh, um, you can imagine what the music's going to be for that one. Um, the stu- the stupid machine is a match of the day X. Stute Machine, and uh, we've got the Jukebox Challenge, and that's a Scotland special. So salt up your shortbread for a great show. Uh, Excellent. Have you got salt on everything in honour of the Scotland team? Salt salt in your coffee. Who's on on tonight, Matt, anyway? Who's on? Yeah. I don't know. Who is on? Well, who's with you tonight on the pod? Oh, yeah, you two, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> i got a bit... Uh, so, hello, uh, Stuart Izzard. Hello, Matthew. Hello, hello John. <laughs> and right. we've got John yeah. Rubin. Good evening, all. I've been drinking <laughs> champagne. <laughs> He's like you the Charlie Nicholas of the podcast. Uh, what's <laughs> going on? But this is your fault because when he, I think I mentioned, I can't remember when it was now, about two months ago. Yes. About this bottle of champagne I had, and you said your mum said yes. the champagne had shelf life. It does have so a shelf life, up, yes. And if it's not vintage, it's got between three and four years. Yeah. Uh, and I've had mine, uh, well, since my 18th transplant birthday, almost three years ago. And you was can it guarantee a present? it was, yeah, it was a present. Yeah. And you kind of think, I'll hold it for a special occasion, and nothing happens. And I'm thinking I've got loads of champagne, because people buy it, like when they don't know what to buy you, sort of thing, yeah. they might buy you a bottle of champagne to celebrate something, and I've but, definitely got one for my 40th birthday somewhere, so that's like six was, years old, so you know that it's out of date. No, if it's vintage, it's got between seven and ten. Right, but it's unlikely uh, to be vintage, isn't it? Yeah. The but, um, uh, Tesco's value champagne. And uh, about the shelf life. She said, like, what about these like really expensive bottles of wine? Yeah. So I said, this is the point, right, yeah. I said, it tastes, it's, you get some bloke going like, you know, oh, I've got a case of Chateau de la Dida. Uh, yes. you know, vintage 1902, worth 25 grand a bottle. Says who? Says who it's worth 25 grand a bottle. Right, this is my point here. It's basically... Right, okay, we're delving into dangerous if, territory here. Go on. No, right, but if you've got, like, a Ferrari, you can drive it. might cost you 150 grand. Yeah. If you've got a £4 million mansion, you can live in it, right? Like Mesut If you've got a bottle of wine, you can't drink it because... It tastes like shit now. Right? <laughs> so basically, it's got a label of 15, 20, 30, 40 grand a bottle because someone says that's what it's worth. However, if you opened it, it will taste like dog shit, right? Because I can guarantee <laughs> hold on, hold on, as a shelf. Hold on. John, 
John. John. Right. Sorry. Do you know what dog shit tastes like? <laughs> well, there was the occasion during a dungeon sex act. <laughs> no, I don't. But I'll tell you so, what. So that's not a very good way of um, oh, describing what it tastes like. Right, it probably do tastes you, like um, um, what hand? Do you... right, very sour. Right, because you can guarantee wine's got a shelf life. It's just the fact that some one deems it's worth a fortune, and yet you can never ever drink it. Okay. I mean, so that's it's, it's okay. that is definitely conjecture, not true. <laughs> but I I do agree that it is. Um, there are things in the, on this earth that are way too expensive for what they are. However, that someone w- is willing to pay those prices for. It's a bit like Meza Ozil, isn't it? <laughs> who released? Who released this week? A, his own sportswear brand, M10, yeah, which is the M10 in Scotland or something. Um, it's or is it the trunk road between Coventry and Birmingham? <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, it's basically a load of. I mean, it's very sort of techno German. Like you can imagine DJ um, sort of DJ Sammy from the nineties sort of wearing it or something. Or maybe um, who were they? What were they called? The CNC Music Factory. Yeah. Y'all ready for this? Do, 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 do. Things to make you go. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, I, I can basically not see that it's any kind of sportswear. There isn't any sportswear. It's not going to function. It's not going to function under any type of pressure. Quite <laughs> <frankly>. <laughs> I mean, it looks on. It's really expensive. But it looks like a sort of scrawny um, waste of time. Uh, <laughs> that's just pretty much an extension of what John just said. I might cut that out later. Um, but <laughs> yes. Pull it in. Because you know I was going to say, though, um, about the wine, just veering back. Yes, go, let's go back to the it, wine and it, why it's so... basically just some snooty bastards fucking idea i mean like i said you can't drink this stuff ever right i think so a lot of it is about rarity so um yeah, okay. like there will only be a certain amount of bottles of a certain vintage and yeah, true. those true. are sometimes engineered to be expensive so i agree but yeah. what is the point of having something that the purpose of it is to drink it yeah and you're not allowed to ever i think people do drink it though that's the point they do. They do well, open a hundred thousand bottle of, of, of red wine. They do do that. Um, people that have got so much money that it doesn't mean anything to them. Um, oh, bring up a bottle of the Chateau Lardidar Forty Two, please. Yeah, it's worth more than five streets in Manchester put together. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> and let's just tip it all over the carpet because we can. Because we can. Thank <laughs> And then eat the dog and, shit. Um, and then eat the shit to see if it tastes. <laughs> <laughs> I always reminded of that peep show, that peep show bit where he buys a fifty-pound bottle of Barolo because uh, he's trying to impress a girl, and he's saying, "Yeah, it's nice. It's really nice wine. I mean, it's not as nice as Coke or hot chocolate, but <laughs> it's still nice." <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, the most expensive bottle I pay for was for someone's birthday. Yes. Uh, and I went into some wine shop in Romford, and I'd have said, look, it's my mates. I don't know, it might have been 40, I can't remember. Um, so I'd like a really nice bottle of wine. And uh, and they went, oh, this would be about 30 quid or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And it's summer, so I went, look, you're talking to someone that really detests wine. I said, so I wouldn't even bother going into what it smells like, what the flavour is. I won't be drinking it. I really don't care. <laughs> you know, and it's like, there you go. It's just, you know, but... It could be, watch- it's a shame I didn't sell it to you, John. I'd have sold you a bottle of Sarsons. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, though, if you look on most of these like shows, like these cooking shows, whatever, they talk about wine, and they say, look, you can get a perfectly good bottle of wine for about seven or eight quid. Basically, they say a good bottle of wine should cost between about seven and ten quid yes. in most supermarkets. So this and is the, this is the interesting fact about that. Seven quid makes no difference. This is the interesting yeah. fact about that. So if you buy a five-pound bottle of wine, about 23 pence of the bottle of wine is the actual wine itself. So the rest is tax. Like about yes. more than £2.50 of it is tax. Um, and the bottling and the manufacturing and the marketing and all the stuff that goes with putting that wine in that bottle, including the bottle itself, are the extra costs. And you're left with a very small percentage of money that it makes to cost, cost to make that wine. Yes. So if you buy a £10 bottle of wine, all that tax and stuff that's wrapped up in the cost are... Um, is still only £2.50, so it's still only sort of £4. So you're actually getting 10 times better wine because the wine is, you know, a bigger proportion of the cost of that bottle. So actually, if you can get a £10 bottle of wine for £7 in a, in a sort of deal, do that rather than buy a £5 bottle of wine because yeah. you're guaranteed it's, a 10 times better It's down to wine. your own personal anyway. Of course it? it is. I mean, if you, you know, like, you could someone could give you an expensive bottle of wine, and you're like, oh, you know, it, absolutely, it, it really don't. And yet, you could. We we buy um, when we go fishing in France. We stop at a, a supermarket thing there, and yes. I was you going to say a vineyard, Stuart? No, no, no. But we stop at this. We stop at this supermarket that's not far from where we go fishing, and we'll you know have a little stock up for the week. And I buy a five, it's a five litre box. Yes. And it is, right? But it's, I think it's four euros 50 (laughs) for five litres. But then the actual value, I mean, you have far more volume of liquid for um, the same cost of kind of putting it in that box and stuff is very low. So you probably have a decent enough wine. It's good yeah, stuff. But, yeah, it's but, but also stuff. hasn't got to pay the import duty into this country. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you have you to know, kind it's, of... uh, but it's it's really good. You know, you think right, it, and it is probably one of the cheapest ones in there. But five litres, five litres for four euros fifty. It's a bargain, and yeah, yeah it's um, and it tastes all it's right. A I've, it's a deal. It's a deal. It's of the century. I've brought them home. It's I'll bring them home. Church. I'll have two. I'll bring them back with me. That's the thing. I'll bring them back, yeah. stick them in the garage. They're good to go. Yeah, Just stick good. your head under it, open the yeah. tap, 
go. That's what I do when I'm fishing, man. <laughs> Just go straight from the box. Yeah, he, 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 he's a massive fan of uh, Chateau de Neuf de Pat. Yes. Uh, it's Chateau de Neuf Pat. I've got no idea. It's not yeah. my, I'll buy it for him whenever. You can get like ones that might cost 12 quid. Yeah. I think bought in one. And if he's listening to this, he says he listens to it. He never listens to it. Cool. The last one I bought you probably cost me nearly 30 quid. Right. Uh, so there you are. But I've bought them. They tend to be like, a, there's something about like whether it's a good year. Like, so whether yeah. the grapes were good in that year. And that, so the price increases on certain bottles. And Yeah, I think it was about 30 quid I paid for it. Um, that's what you liked. I think it was Christmas or birthday. But I have to say, so, when Stuart gets too drunk and he forgets where he is, I have seen him sucking on a box of shreddies to try to get something <laughs> out of it. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the next episode of our Lot in Block 5 wine show. <laughs> We're like Oz Clark and Jilly Golden. I'm not quite yeah, sure which one's Yeah, I was going to say, when's Jilly coming on? He's <laughs> got a lot of nose. Yeah, he's got a whoosh of hollyhocks. <laughs> you know what? I'm talking about that. Right, yeah. And it's great we're doing this because there's no real... There's nothing to talk about. (laughs) But the old point is what, yeah. I mean, my mate, uh, I've got another mate, I've got a lot of mates who are called Dave. uh, (laughs) That's the name of the episode. I've got a lot of mates called Dave. Carry on. uh, One of these, like, people that loves his owl. But he quite like wine as well. And he he will sit there and talk about, you know, the various flavours and you can feel this nutty bit coming through and I'm like <laughs> that sounds like your shit again I mean honestly but, but, but that is it for me and I just sit back and think I'm so glad I'm a Stella drinker Yes. Because it's based of it's so, so it saves time on the beer and it's fucking that. <laughs> and so, John, what what have you got coming through? Well, well, one more pipe, probably vomit. I'll shit the pants. Yes. So, uh, I mean, what else has been happening? (laughs) When people smell this stuff, like ale and fucking wine, and they talk about all these flavours and these pungent smells, and is it peat? Oh, I tell you what, he's talking about whiskey. Is it peaty, or is it? I think I don't. What the fuck? What are you talking about? I've literally got no idea what these people talk about. Are you sure well, you, you haven't had... Cor- called Pete. Yours, yours are called Dave. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Yeah. I was thinking, um, have you lost your sense of taste, John? And like maybe yeah. you've had coronavirus. We, d- we don't know. You might be asymptomatic. I don't know. I can taste the champagne. Don't you worry about it. He's <laughs> <laughs> going on about how pretentious people are with alcohol. And he's sitting there sipping champagne. Because <laughs> he had to. Because your mum said it's got a shelf life. And I looked it up and it's true. Yeah, but it's so... Monday night. Yeah, I know, but, but I'm also drinking out of a half pint Stella glass. <laughs> Good boy. Because as I said earlier on on my Facebook thing, uh, well, I, I investigated this previously about shelf life. Okay. I come across this very interesting article. Mm-hmm. about champagne, how you store it, how you drink it. You're supposed to drink it, as you said, 
out of a daffodil shaped glass or tulips on your organ, by the way. <laughs> tulip, tulip shaped glass. Tulip shaped glass. Um, <laughs> and it says that the uh, champagne coupe, which I believe is the flatter glass, is modelled on Mary Antoinette's left breast. Okay. And you kind of think, really? Is it really modelled on her left breast? Oh, I've got no idea. Uh, and I could go further with that, but I, there might be female listeners. Not that we have any listeners. So <laughs> I, just, that is, again, further. just not Well, true. I don't know. We might have Jilly Golden next week. <laughs> we might be able to come on and confirm that, yes, it is indeed modelled on Mary Antoinette's left breast. Who, who oh, is alive? John. Oh, John. 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 Yes. She might, she might come on and say that certain wines do taste of dog shit. <laughs> I was just thinking that if Jilly Golden came on and uh, talked about Marie Antoinette's left breast, we'd all be feeling like a right tit. Hey, um, hey, boom, boom. Hey. So yeah, so that's why I'm drinking it, and um, yeah, I was going to do. You know, you can get that. I, I did have a bottle of Chambord years ago, and apparently Chambord's really good in champagne. Champagne. Did you say a pint of Chambord? No, no, no. It's good in champagne. It's like a raspberry liqueur, isn't it? That goes well with champagne. Yeah, like I guess you'd sort of call it a a Bellini or something, or maybe some sort of champagne cocktail. I mean, I don't have uh, any Chambord, so I was going to put cherry brandy in it. I'll tell you what is a good drink at Christmas time. It's called a Bramble. It's vodka. Chambord, so it's like raspberry flavoured, but then you add like some sugar syrup to it. You can get like that sugar cane stuff, and it right. tastes it tastes like a Bakewell tart. Yeah. It tastes really like kind of um, sweet and Christmassy, and like if you pour enough of the the two strong alcohols in. You get pretty drunk quite quickly. <laughs> Going to a diabetic coma. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it'll be type two diabetic by Boxing Day. But I said that you know when I ran out of mix, well I had no mixers, and I was drinking amaretto with a uh, black currant cassis uh, sauce, creme de cassis. Yeah, and it tasted like cherry bakewell. <laughs> you know, and then who yeah. doesn't love a cherry bakewell? Indeed, indeed. So um, one one issue I'd just like to ask is, so these elite football bubbles that they were were supposed to be in. I don't know what they're talking about. So Mohamed Salah, in his his elite football bubble, seemed to be able to go to his brother's wedding in a bubble. COVID now, though. He's got COVID? Yeah. Yeah. So how... How are these bubbles working? I've got no well, idea. Well, I heard, I heard Matt, yeah. Matt. It's basically anyone they fucking want in their bubble because they're rich enough to say, I'll have whatever I want. I mean, Matt, when, I heard, when I heard Mo Salah had gone down with uh, COVID, yeah. there was a thing on Sky Sports News this afternoon and they interviewed COVID and they said they hardly even touched him. <laughs> <laughs> I can promise listeners that that was not a setup for Stuart's punchline. That is just pure <laughs> comedy gold. That's what you get with our lot in Block Five. 
So I'm uh, still going to get a retrospective penalty in the next match. Yeah. Well, VAR are looking into it. Aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is, it's it's um, it's it's yeah, it's, it's a bit silly who's actually mate? with all these like um, international games taking place across Europe. You know, you had Scotland in Slovakia and uh, people like the Republic playing us instead of um, New Zealand who didn't want to come. I mean, there's no COVID in New Zealand, is there? And there's a reason for that. Their, football team, their, their football team doesn't bother coming to play football matches, for starters. Um, I do I do think it's... I mean, don't get me wrong, obviously, you, you said about this, obviously with Scotland qualifying now for the Euros next summer and you know, there has to be the competitive side of it. Yeah. But this Nations League and, and, and friendlies and things like that, I, I, I think it should all be put on hold. I really do. Mm. I mean, even to a point, I think the European stuff should be put on hold. I need Stuart. That's what it comes down to. No one really gives a shit, do they? No, I mean, no. I, I, I don't think it's going to be long before, you know, with all these lockdown restrictions and the different things that are going on with I mean I've got Charlie and Rebecca now they're sick form they're now working from home it's got to be done online because one of their teachers I think has tested positive so rather than have them in they, they're all staying away yeah that's hard um, work isn't it you know so you've got all that but then you've got then you've got um, was it Burton Albion this weekend played away at I can't remember where they had twelve players test positive. Mm. They still, they still, they still took, you know, done the fixture. They still carried on with the fixture, but twelve players. I'm sure it was Burton Albion. I just remember uh, on Soccer Saturday or uh, someone saying about it. But twelve players have tested positive and are now obviously self-isolating. Those Stuart, or they all got normal jobs? Sorry, mate. Are they full-time professionals, or have they it's got Burton. nothing? Yeah, Burton Albion, uh, uh, they're League, League One, I think, aren't they? Yeah, they're oh, they, 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 they yeah, one, yeah. one of those yeah, no, teams they're, like they're, Forest Green Rovers that have sneaked up on you if you don't really follow the lower leagues. Yeah, no, yeah. Bert, Burton are... Um, they, they, I'm sure they're League One, and like I say, 12, 12 players. It's not going to be long before... Bearing in mind, there's a League One side, you know... That, those sort of sides, they only have about a, a first-team squad of about 18 to 20 players, and the rest is made up with juniors, you know, youth team or, yeah. or whatever. But well, they probably did... need one kid to come home from school, give it to someone, and they don't realise, and they've gone to training. And that's, yeah, that's yeah, not, yeah. I'm not as easy it can be. Yeah, I'm not saying... What I'm saying, what, what I'm trying to get at is, is, for me, I don't think it's going to be long before... There's going to be football matches called off because yeah, yeah. teams can't haven't got the players. Do, do you see what if I mean? If they're all self isolating, yeah, yeah, they, I mean, they've, got 20, they've got the, twenty the, players self isolating. They can't they can't fulfil the fixture. And then you've got to bring into question whether we it's going to happen again. Whether the whole schedule stops again, yeah, like it did that's the, what in the I first fear. time. That's what I think. That's well, what I, I think is going to happen. Dog shit at the moment. We came back a white <laughs> after the last fucking lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, not, the, the not only those, you are right because at the end of the day, but but if this is a surprising thing. If that had been a Premier League club, your Man City, your Liverpool, your that other not down the other end, the Seven Sisters Road, whatever, 
they would have just called it. But it's not. Yeah. It's a lower league club. Yeah. And the lower league clubs don't count because they don't generate Sky money. And the FA do not give a shit, quite yeah. frankly. And they're quite happy to go, yeah, carry on with the Premier But if that had been one of the Premier League boys or the bigger Premier League boys... Yeah. I mean, if ones you if, I mean most sellers now... You, I think Sadio Mane had it a few weeks ago now. most sellers got it. There's like whether... So, uh, there's only takes an outbreak to, to put... Yeah, put yeah, that's, that's what I've... And the worst, the worst bit about it... Um, God... God forbid they stop the football. As much as yeah. I was wound, as much as I was wound up last week because of the football, um, with with the fact we're in the time of year we are, with nothing else really to do, the miserable weekend we just had weather wise, you're limited on what you know what's going on. It, I did miss football again yeah, this weekend. Yeah. Um, so if they took that away, God dear me, you know. I think this is in their they, mind, isn't it? This well, is I in think, their mind yes. about what, how they're making this decision, that actually yeah. the public kind of need this. But yeah. uh, to yeah. the same extent, you know, these they're, so, they're supposed to be in some sort of bubble situation, aren't they? And they just aren't. It's quite clear that they're not. And how, how can, like, managers embrace each other and shake each other's hands and players from teams, other teams are talking and, and sort of, yeah, I mean, with each other and obviously most Mo Salah, I would think, will be fined by Liverpool. Yeah. I, I mean, because if I don't know how many people were at his, was it, you say it was his brother's it, wedding it or was something? His, it was his brother's wedding. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as hard as, hard as that is. Has uh, it been held abroad? It was, it, yeah. I don't know whether it was in Egypt or whether it was somewhere else, but... It the was, same restrictions may not apply to them. I might have had fucking 500 people there. Well, yeah, that's what possibly, I'm saying, John. Possibly. But, but as, a, as a Liverpool employee and and someone that's in in a bubble, he shouldn't be going to it. As, as much as it is yeah, his that, brother's wedding, yeah. you know, you're, you're con- you're, you're, he's contracted the Liverpool Football Club, obviously paying him a lot of money, and he should not be going. They, they, you know, that must be in their contracts that they don't do things like that. Not to say they can't, you know, maybe go and meet one-to-one or, you know, and, and have a bit of distance between each other and chat. And, but mm. if, if there was no rules on how many people turn up, it's a no-go for someone like Mo Salah. So I would imagine Liverpool as a football club are probably going to fine him for this. Yeah. Or, or, you know, there's going to be he, I mean, he will miss matches, won't he? That's the yes, other thing. So, I mean, it's costing definitely. them uh, yeah. one of their better and players. And they'll have to fine him because... He's not done what they've asked him to do. And, you you know, people say, oh, when you're a footballer, you've only got so many years and they're earning fortunes of money. That's not like, but you, you, you've you only got that certain period, don't you? I mean, they they give up. I know, I know they're in a lovely life. They give up a hell of a lot, don't they? When you think they're training Christmas Day, they're playing Boxing Day, you know, all the things, weekends. Don't get me wrong, they're getting the life for it because of the money they're earning. But you commit to things for 10, 15 years, whatever it is your career, you know, sort of spans for. But you can't then go and bugger about and, and start doing stuff that, that you shouldn't be doing. I, I would think that Liverpool are going to probably give him a fine for that. Yeah. Anyway, let's stop talking about that. 
and start thinking about uh, something even more that's going to end up probably being even more depressing. It's quickfire, John. Should you should we you step off? It's quickfire, John. I can't even say it. It's quickfire, John. Darling, I've got to let you know. Should they stay or should they go? John, this is the Arsenal first team squad. You've got to tell me, in very quickly, stay or go. Yeah, this will be the easiest one I've ever done. <laughs> we'll rattle through them. Um, are ready? Yes. Bert Leno. Stay. Hector Bellerin. Oh, stay. Kieran Tierney. Stay. William Saliba. I can't even say because he's not even played so yeah. I'd have to say I'll say stay Socrates stay I like him he's hard Gabriel stay definitely Bukayo Saka yeah Colch yeah, stay Danny Ceballos uh, yeah, I wish you could fucking buy him stay uh, Lacazette uh, go Meza Ozil <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Oh, yeah, go. Please go. William. Go. Runner Alex Runnison. Stay. P- Pierre Emmerich Aubameyang. Uh, stay. Ainsley Maitland Niles. Stay. Rob Holding. Stay. Cedric Suarez. Oh, yeah, I like him. Stay. Thomas Party. He's only just bloody coming. Yes, nice. Nicholas Pepe. Go. Uh, Mustafi. Go. Callum Chambers. Stay. Pa- pa- Pablo Mari. I don't even think we've ever seen him play, have we? Uh, he got go. injured in the Man City game, didn't he? Uh, Did he? Da- oh. David Luiz. Stay. Reese Nelson. Stay. Mohamed El Nenny. Oh, definitely. Mate and Captain. Joe Willock. Stay. Eddie and Ketia. Um, two minds about him. Uh, yeah, I'd stay. Shade Kalashinach. Yeah, stay. I like him. Emil Smith Rowe. Stay. Matt Macy. Is he the keeper? Yeah. Stay. Granite Xhaka. Go. Gabriel Martinelli. Stay. There you go, that's it. So, Making chair the club. I think Eddie, you only got rid of about four jobs. I know, I was thinking that it's quite... Um, you were quite generous. I thought Kolasinac might be in for the job. Get a beer. Oh, see, Kolasinac and Socrates are quite like Kolasinac. He's got a mental left foot. I mean, not being funny, he's a massive lump, which we need. He's a bit of a nutter. And when he gets forward, his left foot is mental. I mean, but his, his performances have got worse and worse, though, hasn't he? I think. It's almost like you're... because the problems with Ozil, there's a problem with him as well, for some reason. Even though Yeah, but the thing is, it's like, you know, Socrates and him, they don't get a chance that often, you know, so... 
when you're kind of suddenly thrown in right you're playing mm-hmm. or you've got 10 minutes it's difficult to do something in that time especially as a defender when you've got no feel of the pace of the game yeah. and stuff like that so you know but no I like both of them and I like most of the squad but like Pep I mean Bami Yang was tough because well I just he scored a penalty but oh admittedly it was against United that's mm. about it and it's just gone a bit shit. But I'm not going to get rid of a great player on the basis of a bad couple of months. Now, if he only scores three or four goals up to the end of the season, then you'd be thinking, I'll tell you what, I was thinking about this earlier. I've got to agree with Stuart on this. For the last few weeks, he's basically said that he feels there's a problem in the camp mm. and it may be related to this Ozil situation. And the way we've been playing, it's got to be something to that, quite frankly. Yeah, because it's it's not great. Now I don't know how popular Ozo is. Uh, whether I mean, if you've got a player who refused to take a pay cut during the previous lockdown, and everybody else agreed, surely you'd think oh, he's a bit of a prick, isn't he? Like you know. Hmm. Uh, but no, if there is a problem that people got the up and he ain't got a squad number, then you know I still think he was trying to. Uh, endear himself to the fan base by saying, I'll pay Gunnosaurus his wages. Of course you know? he was, yeah. I mean, he's been making these very kind of PR, sort of uh, yeah. PR moves to 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 ingratiate, or, or to, you know, he's still got a contract to, for Arsenal and all his posts and all his sort of, the majority of what he said is very, it remains very positive that he's ready to play, that, He's fit and he's well, and you know he wants to be involved. And of course, I mean, it's it's like it's kind of like, uh, it's sort of passive aggressive behaviour, isn't it? Like it, he, to, he, take a pay cut for the backroom staff, he'll happy happily pay a fucking muppet's wages for two years. I think that know? it was something to the effect of he was concerned that if he did take a pay cut, that that staff weren't going to lose their job. And he was right, actually, that staff, uh, quite a lot of staff lost their job, even yeah. though they had made that sacrifice as a, as a squad to, to put money back into the club to save people's jobs. And then they still made them redundant. So possibly he was doing the right thing by saying, I want you to absolutely yeah, guarantee that those... At that time, you don't know, and yeah. And I'm if sure his words that, have probably been twisted because nobody really knows what he, he he said or didn't say about his contract. Um, and no. all the kind of the add-ons, whether there's a, a bonus for wins or games where, like, if he plays a certain amount of minutes, he's not getting any of that, is he? So, um, anyway... I think you were very generous, John, with your assessment of the squad. And let's yeah, hope I quite like the squad. It's, um, I quite like it. Let's know, hope things pick up like when we get back. I think it's because we've been... We had a couple of... I mean, the Man United game was actually quite good, wasn't it? And we had, um, you know, it was quite a positive thing to happen just to win up there after so many years of not yeah. winning in the league. And then we sort of got kicked in the teeth by an Aston Villa side who actually a pretty good side uh, on the face of it. Um, so <clears throat> it was nice to see Saka 
um, get man of the match for England um, on Thursday in that friendly, I thought that that was watch. a really good sign, and he played really well. He set up. He did. He, he set did. up the first goal, didn't he? Did he set up something? Not maybe not the first goal. That was Harry Maguire, wasn't it? It was the one where he sort of passed it through to Grealish. And actually, him and Grealish played really well together. It's just a, it's a shame we couldn't have got Grealish in the summer. They've probably come the um, England under-21s or whatever together. So, mm. you know, they might actually know each other's going quite well. Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. You try and sign Grill, or, or wasn't Grealish like a possible target, but he was he, being I think he was not a target, good enough. definite target. He was being not good enough for Arsenal. No, I think it was more that Aston Villa didn't go down and they actually, you know, if they'd gone down, then maybe we might have tried to step in and snaffle him up. There's a lot of talk about going down here, and I've been single for 14 years. It's just really doing my name. <laughs> <laughs> now, with some trepidation, I'm going to call uh, the, say that the next part of this show is the Stoop Machine. Well, slight trepidation because I can't remember what the bet was and whether we had set a bet that's still no, in the we, future. We set, oh. we, we set it for it's, it's this weekend coming. And it's, yeah. I went for, didn't I go for a Southampton somewhere? Yes. Yeah. Yes. You Southampton's Southampton to win at Everton, I think. No, it's not Everton. Is it? Is it Everton? It could be. I'm not I'm sure. I thought they Everton. just played Everton, didn't they? Southampton. Yeah. No, was it? Uh, have Newcastle. A look at this fix. Yeah, Newcastle. Newcastle. That's it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I have got a bet. Okay. Tonight. Right. Well, let's put a quid in the street machine, which is based on the match of the day X. And oh no, in a, they're in a disused warehouse making football edgy. As does talking to Kevin Kilbride with an Ellie Billy Eilish track in the background. Oh no. So uh, there isn't anything to talk about about the last bet, but tell us what you bet. Ex- extra bet. Well, I think you can't because no one's going to know because it's actually going on at the moment. Oh, is it? Um, yeah. So I've got I've got a treble of yes. um, the USA to beat Panama this evening. Portsmouth and Plymouth are playing, and I've gone for both teams to score. And I think it might might be Sporting Gijon. Sporting Gijon. Um, <laughs> I think they're in the second division. Um, and I've Bloody hell, is there two win. flies that walking up a wall somewhere that you're betting yeah, on? But I've gone for them to win, and it's about... I put a tenner on it, and it pays 53 quid. <laughs> but I don't know what the scores are. So, John... USA, <laughs> USA are winning 3-1. Oh, that's good. Yeah. What was the next one? Um, both Plymouth and Portsmouth to score. Plymouth and Portsmouth are both teams to score. Portsmouth, Plymouth. It's Plymouth 1 0 at the moment. And that's, they're away, aren't good. they? Put Plymouth for at home. Oh, right, OK. And then uh, Sporting Hihon in the Segunda Division. Let's see how quickly John. Serious can... C. Is it Serious C? No. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it no, sounds like it's a Serie B. 
No, isn't it, isn't it Portuguese or Spanish? Portuguese. 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 But for some reason, I'm really fucking annoyed now, is that Sky Sports, they've updated their app. Yeah, I don't like it. Oh my God, I can't understand anything that they've done. No, no it's no, rubbish. Wait a minute, no, I not. thought you had got rid of the Sky Sports. No, nah, that's his soccer six. It's nil-nil, sporting here, Gijon versus Rayo Vallecano in in the Secunda division. Yeah. Yeah. Nil-nil. Still nil-nil. They've done this. 25 minutes gone. We're we're doing all right. We're doing all right. So I've got to publish this podcast in the next sort of... 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's just put... Let's just put another quid. I did, I did, I did come up yesterday, although obviously it wasn't for the listeners or listener. Yeah. Um, so I had North Macedonia to win. I had um, Netherlands to win. I had uh, who else did I do? Uh, Belarus to win, and then my last one was Slovenia versus Kosovo. I think was it? Yeah, I think it was yes. And. And yeah, that that went. I thought I was done. Kosovo went one nil up after about sixty-two minutes, or something, fifty-eight minutes. Uh, Slovenia equalised sixty-second minute, and it was getting closer and closer. I thought, you bastard! I've shit out on eighty quid here, and then ninety-fourth minute penalty, get in eighty-three pound for a ten-pound bet. I was quite happy with that. Brilliant. Have you got, Stuart? Can I just ask? Have you got? Any money on Trump still being president? <laughs> nah. Although he insists he still is, man. Yeah, I know. So um, <laughs> let's put another quid in the stupid machine. Um, oh, oh, look. And they're saying goat a lot. And now they're mentioning crepes. But they're not covered in um, lemon juice and dusted with ice and sugar. They're trainers. No. <laughs> right, it's time for the jukebox challenge. <laughs> It's our wee family fortunes one, where we celebrate our cousins north of the border. Uh, so what are your tunes, fellas? What music would you like played if you win? <laughs> <laughs> Not meant to go, do you want to go, Stuart? Go on, you go, Matt. Uh, you go, go I'm sorry. I'm going for Wobble You. <laughs> called A Bit Like You. Do you want to know how this come about? Like, yeah. Right. I bought this um, compilation CD, uh, Steve Lamack's Lost Alternatives. Yes. And I think a lot of it is, it's all to do with the way uh, guitars are being used on certain tracks. A lot of them, I think, are B-sides or basically old indie stuff, but okay. it's just gone by the wayside. And this was on one of them. Right. And I listened to it, and it's got some great lines in it. The lyrics are great. And one of them is, uh, I want to meet a girl from Morgan who plays with my organ. <laughs> uh, <laughs> honestly, the actual lyrics are brilliant. Right, so is it, it's a bit like, like um, what are they call? And quite frankly, I cannot recommend 
speed from the max lost alternatives enough because there was a suede track on there which is one of the reasons why there's awesome. a lot of good bands on there so you know go out and buy it it's brilliant it's about three or four cds Brilliant. Oh, yeah. So, Stuart, what have you got for us this week? Well, I'm hoping, along with the vaccine that, that potentially could be coming soon, um, I want reasons to be cheerful, part three. Great tune, great tune. Great tune. And so, uh, this week, I'm going to have to... Uh, who's, who's, who went off last time to do uh, it first? I, I went John off. went off. Okay, John so, John, off. you're going to go first. How can I name the American footballers, of which I knew none? Well, you might be in for yeah, a, a problem. Might, you because... might be all right. It might be all Scottish wrestlers tonight. <laughs> <laughs> they love their wrestling in Scotland, don't they? There is uh, some Scottish guys who do wrestling up there, quite famous ones. I, I, um, so, uh, yes, uh, Stuart, I'm going to have to uh, stop you there. Okay. So I'm going to remove you. I'm going to get the emoji then. Okay. Remove from call. Okay, so, John, um, yeah. this week I have a very simple list. It's every Scottish player who's ever played for Arsenal. Oh, and um, you have got, there's 33 of them, which seems like quite a low number, actually, but um, yeah. there's only 33. And uh, you've got one minute to name, and this is the whole of history, and I'm yep. stalling because I'm trying to find my stopwatch. There you go. Right, and uh, your minute starts now. Willie Young. Yep. George Payam. Yep. George Wood. Yep. Peter Mappinello. Yep. Uh, uh, I did have another one in my head, and I've lost it. But, oh, fucking hell. Now I'm struggling, actually, it's weirdly. Um, I mean, no. what's our only Scottish player at the minute? Oh, Kieran Tierney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, God, you know what? After champagne. doing everything. Champagne. You're drinking champagne. Oh, Charlie Nicholas. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to turn back. you got 10 uh, seconds. No, I've got about five, and that's about it. That's all I can think of. You actually got six, but um, your minute is up. So yeah, um, I think six is pretty good going, actually. There's uh, yeah. probably more easier ones, but I literally just can't. There are a few that stand out as, like, um, you would know. Um, yeah. But maybe you can't remember they're Scottish, if you know what I mean. No, exactly. Yeah. There was a 1930s one I was thinking of, but... Totally went out of my head, just as I thought of Willie Young. Yes. <laughs> okay, let's get Stuart back. To... So, um, John's done okay. Um, so, uh, it's your minute. Now, Stuart, there have been 33 players who have played for Arsenal from Scotland. So, all I want to do is, in your minute, name as many of them. what your going to be. Sorry? Probably been googling why he's been off. He knows what the question will be. Does he? Why? How did I know? He didn't know. So um, there have been thirty-three players who have played for Arsenal from Scotland. You've got a minute to name as many of them as you can. They're every part of history, not just recent. Um, <laughs> so, are you ready? 
Yeah. Go. Jim Layton. Yeah. Willie Young. Yeah. Kieran Tierney. Yeah. That's about it, I think. Um, Manager. Oh, oh, oh. Um, what am I drinking, Stuart? Charlie Nicholas. Yeah. Uh, God. Um. Oh. It's hard. Fucking hell. Uh, George Graham. Yes. Um. Oh, Jesus. You've got Squat. 15 Squat. seconds. Squatish, squatish. Um, well, no, no, no. Still got five seconds? No, I can't think of any Mine's gone a blank. Okay. So, um, that was a close one. That was yeah, a close one. The ones that I got, he would have beat me because I didn't know Jim Layton was ours. Yes, Jim Layton, I think, was a youth player with us, wasn't he, or something? No, he came, he? he came from Man United. Did he come he in the end? as a reserve the keeper, okay. yeah. Right, Did so, um, uh, Stuart, you got five. John, you got six. So, well, John done, is the winner. Yeah. Just just out of interest. Um, I've, I've, what were the ones John got? So, oh, John got, got some really Peter good Marin, ones. No. Peter Maraniello. Uh, George Wood. George Um You both got Willie Young. You both got Kieran Tierney. Neither of you said Paul Dickoff. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, of the other ones I've, I've sort of highlighted. Oh, he, he was with us, Jim Layton. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was neither. Did I, I don't think either of you said Tommy Doherty. No. Nah. Oh yeah, cool. Sure. Frank Frank McClintock. Did either of you say oh, Frank yeah. McClintock? Oh, I didn't know Frank. My God. And um, Bob Wilson was Scottish, oh, which is yeah. a surprise. Um, but the rest, I think, you know, there's the uh, Tom Sweeney, Jimmy Robson. Do no, I, no, I forgot who yeah. we used to bang on about last year, the year before? Greatest ever Arsenal player, Alex James. Yes, <laughs> that was the one. That was the one, and that's the one I forgot about when I said Willie Young. Yeah, so, they, I mean, there was a few others. There was even Dr. James Marshall, who played for Arsenal. <laughs> Charlie Gilmore, Eddie Kelly, Jimmy Sharp, all sort of these old players. And I didn't realise Eddie Kelly was Scottish. Um, Glad a few more were Trevor Ross, Jim Will, Scott Marshall. Some of these players, I think, were youth players. And they left like us. Trevor Ross was ours, and he went to Everton. I really liked Trevor Ross. Or he, well, you left Everton and come to yeah. us, one or the other. So, it's, I mean, it's a really hard one. You did really well, boys. But the winner is Wobble You. Wobble You. Here we go. Well, yeah, well done. Talks with a mouthful Who's clever and new ball And one came me mobile I like the girl that All me may scoff that A girl from Glamorgan That tinkles me organ I like the girl who Goes out with her own crew Cause chocolates are bought uh, Don't taste like they ought uh, Who won't take excuses Followed by some bruises But buy me Joe Chicken From Fish Kebab Engine I like the girl who 
trying to think of some sort of uh, extra thing for you Stuart afterwards um, yeah go on then so uh, <laughs> John always went on about who was Scottish what's the play what, what, John... <laughs> what, what team what team do the Proclaimers support what team do the Proclaimers support Hibernian there you go well done Stuart you get yours <laughs> at the end of the show <laughs> so <laughs> final thoughts on uh well we've done that haven't we what are we gonna final thoughts on uh john's drinking champagne <laughs> <laughs> i know we briefly brushed over the man united game but yes because we didn't really have a chance last week or whatever it was to talk about it and it's a shame that we had to get posted by villa yeah uh, in the same builder because we couldn't do a podcast that week. Yeah, we, I got it, very angry, didn't I, last you know, week? I mean, uh, I mean, it was a great result for us. And, uh, you know, I mean, they had a lot of possession, United, and they had a lot of chances. And if you had just seen the result, you would have thought, oh, Arsenal did well. But then if you see the match, you realise that we were under the cosh a bit. Mm. But... Um, for me, basically, I think El Nenny. I would if we did a mates rate. Whilst I know everyone was like creaming over party, but I thought El Nenny and Tierney. But El Nenny, I thought was fucking fantastic that game, mm. and I would have only given him my man of the match on the basis that parties come with like you know a big rep yeah. and a play expect to do a lot whereas El Nenny never came with that and he was kind of looked on as he's not all that and shipped off out 
brought back where he's come back and done amazing. I thought Onenny in that United game was absolutely brilliant, you know. But there we are. So, and Tierney, Tierney's, I think, is going to be one of these players that it doesn't matter how crap the team is, he's going to put a shift in and do the job that he does. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it was obvious for Scotland as well. I thought that he was yeah, brave think, playing for Scotland. And I think, he, and I think the worst rating kind of him getting is a six. Yeah. You know, you can't really see, because at the moment, in every game he's played, now he's fit. I think he's been superb. I mean, it's yeah. a shame that he hasn't been, because he's been put in that sort of centre-back role, one of the three centre-backs. Um, it's, it's been difficult for him to get forward and make those kind of underruns and do the crossing in, because he's got a great crosser of the ball. Yeah, um, he is. You know, Fantastic. Um, the best ones, you know, when he put the ball in for Lacazette, was that him who put the ball in for Lacazette yeah, for that yeah, yeah. chance at Villa? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think we need players with great delivery on that on, on the wings because that's the way we're playing. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a shame that some of the players are in a weird shape and it doesn't maybe play to some of their strengths. I know, you it's know, we're, be, um... we're struggling to get Saka in a place where he is most comfortable, I feel. Um, yeah, it, it maybe it's it's be on that left-hand wing back, or maybe it's ahead of that. You know, in the in the where the Aubameyang position is for some. I think it's ahead of it. Um, I definitely think it's ahead of it. Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see if in the by the time we do kick off Sunday afternoon. Yes, um, it's going to be interesting to see if Mikel has changed anything, or mm. you know, is, is he going to drop Lacazette? Put a Bamiang in the middle and 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 maybe go with Pepe and Saka either side or is he is he going to uh, stick with Bamiang after all the terrible performances? Yeah, I mean you just, but, yeah. you just it's a big it's a big call, isn't it? I mean he has got a bit of an excuse that he hasn't got to let everyone know. He can always say players have come back late from international duty. That's why they've been picked. But yeah. it gives it it gives him an opportunity to to shake it up. I mean, it doesn't matter what players are thinking behind the scenes, does it? It, it? It's because he has got this excuse, isn't he, of saying, well, yeah, he came back late. That's why I changed it around. But he's now got an opportunity to do that and see if we can do something again. You know, you know, does, does Joe Willock get on the bench or get a game? Does... You know, he could, he could have fought... Thomas Park is injured, isn't he? Like... Thomas like Park shot. is injured, I think. Yeah, is he going to be injured? Is he going to be fit? You know, is is he going to have to play like El Nenny and Ceballos, or is he going to bring Granite Xhaka in? Um, you know, is he going to go sod it? Let let's play Willock as as the more attacking one, and he, you know, there's there's lots of options. He, he could play Willock out wide uh, in a three. He, there's lots of. Lots of permutations. It'd be interesting to see what the what the lineup and and how we go about it Sunday for me. That's, yeah, and see whether there's some reaction from the players. You know, I mean, who was the other left back when we had Monorail? We had two. Kalasinac. Kalasinac. Oh, was there another one? Because we had two left backs at that time. But Kieran them, Gibbs for a while, wasn't it? Well, I think yeah. it's, it right. Yeah, I think it was basically a case of. Um, 
Kieran Gibbs was just really shit at defending, mm. but really good at going forward. Yeah. So they basically put Monorail at left back and had Gibbs on the left wing. You know, and they basically played off each other really, really well. Yeah, and we yeah. kind of need that with Kieran Tierney and probably Saka. You know, it, they need to play together and have a really good link up. I mean, I yeah. thought Saka's... that when Saka played with Martinelli, that was special. They seemed to really click together. Because they yeah. come from um, the ranks as well. And well, no, Martinelli didn't come through the ranks, did he? We bought him, but but they, they seem to both uh, hold that left hand side. Like, if yeah. one went in the middle, the other went out wide, and they seem to interchange nicely and set each other up for goals often. And I know we didn't see enough of that because he got injured and all that. And then he comes back, you know. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's a young kid, he's a big lump, and he's got loads of talent. And yeah. Really injuries had isn't going yeah. to cause him any long term. Yeah. You know, he doesn't lose anything. You know? I, I just think, I just think, you know. Probably the, the the biggest talent we've got at the football club at the moment, as in raw young talent, is Saka, isn't it? I mean, yes. he's he is just, you know, for for such a young age, to to get a man of the match for England. I know it was only a friendly, but to, and to particularly get that, after like Jack didn't the, the, the man of the match, the um, you know. the the previous game where Saka started, he for England. They kept going on about how nervous he was and he gave the ball away a few times and like it looked like a lot to take in for him. And yeah, come through that and actually put in a man of the match performance in almost his next game for England, I thought it was tremendous. Yeah. To be honest, it might have helped him that there was uh, no crowd. Because you imagine Well, there's a, there's a big debate about this, isn't there, John? Like our Arsenal going to suffer when the crowds come back are we you know at the moment so back so, you know um i see i don't know matt i i think i think it suits us to play away with no crowd yeah i right? see most teams are probably thinking you know, that way yeah but but then uh, when we're at home you know a bit like the villa the leicester games they they can soak up pressure not that we really put Villa under any pressure but the Leicester game we did and and, and there isn't that call from the crowd you know yeah. and, yeah. and it's very hard then to, to pick yourself up and go Where, and, and that's why I think you know the winner I'm not taking nothing away from the winner Old Trafford because you know it's fantastic um, but you do wonder whether we would have won that game and if the crowd had been there. Like the, the moments totally. in a game when you feel like Arsenal are fighting or Arsenal are trying to turn around the odds. And that doesn't happen without a crowd. You know, a big tackle, a big crunch coming together and we come out with the ball and suddenly we're on the break. Those moments are the most exciting parts of being a fan, aren't they, in the ground? Yeah. Where yeah. It's not just the goals or the chances. It's no. those, those, that fight and that spirit. Yeah. Um, and that's missing. So yeah. I agree, it's it's difficult to know. I, mean, I guess at the moment, it's easier for um, Arteta to bark instructions at everybody in their respective languages um, with no crowd there, but um, and that will become more difficult with 60,000 fans all shouting um, instructions at the same time. But there's, 
you know, there's got to be there's got to be something about our ground and the excitement that is making us fail in those those home games where we haven't got. You know, you feel like you're at home, but other teams aren't as intimidated by the crowd. No, no, that's, the, that, the that's thing, in, so. exa- exactly that, Matt. Exactly yeah. that. They're not, there isn't the, you know, they're walking out and there's a huge roar from, obviously, you know, what, sort of 55,000 or 56, 57,000 Arsenal supporters. It, yeah. You know, it, 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 there's nothing. They just walk out, they go on and, and, and again, teams teams that like the you know like your Villas there they can play football. Yeah, and midfield got, we spoke like, about it. So uh, young relaxed. player like Ollie Watkins, who you know in this situation in a situation where people are screaming and shouting for Arsenal in that game at home, maybe it does intimidate a nineteen-year-old. Yeah, you know, yeah, and make yeah. them not play as well. So. It's 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 going to be interesting to find out how good Arteta's team really is when the crowds well, come back. Here's a question then, because yeah. where are how many games have we played now? Eight? Is it eight or nine? Yeah. So we're we're coming up to what quarter of the way through the Premier League season. Yeah. Right. Go on then. Who's who's going to win the Premier League? Oh my god. I mean, Liverpool. I guess I guess on the strength of what we've seen, probably Liverpool. Uh, I'm thinking of the game against Everton that they possibly were a bit unlucky to lose. I mean, to not win. You know, that was the performance where you think when you score in the final minutes of games and they've done it a few times, um, just please don't be Tottenham. Yeah. (laughs) Do you know know, what I mean? Yeah. It's it's so... it's so open there, isn't it? Yeah, just don't it, be Tottenham. It it, it it is so open. I mean, is it Joe Gomez got injured for, you know, Liverpool now? Yeah. And they're, they're without the Van Dyke we spoke about. No Mo Salah for a couple of weeks. Didn't take much. I don't it doesn't take I mean, they've lost got. 7-2 this season. Yeah, um, so and, you know, they've had it, games where they've won. They've given, conceded three goals. Um, won them, but you know yeah. they're, they're more open. Even yeah, with so Van Dijk in the side, they were more open, weren't they? It, it, it's it's definitely you know Man Man City. You know they're going to be they're they're with the, the money they've got and the squad they've got. You know, you'd expect them to be up there, but just the way this season's going, could it could it be Leicester again? <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean Vardy is firing on all cylinders still. Uh, um, and even like Chelsea, they're not doing too badly. Chelsea, no, are they? No, no, and they've no, bought a lot of great players. A good player, yeah. So it's, know, it's, it's very open. I mean, yeah. I, 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 what, I think what, that I, things will what, settle down maybe to the I'm, top I'm four. We're talk about say, totally different here. Yeah, like, trying to look at the league table on this Sky Sports scores app. Can't God, find it. Literally can't find the league tables. It used to be there straight away. <laughs> now it's poor old Sky are coming for a battery Matt, from us. Don't Matt, yeah. Matt, Matthew. Yes, I think I think the um, <laughs> the name of the podcast should be fo- the the fourth reason why. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, right? Yeah, I mean, Stuart, we'll, we'll test this, right? 
with that Sky Sport, what's it called? Uh, Sky Sport scores. Yeah, right? yeah. To get the league table was very easy to find. Yeah. They've updated it. And I tell you what, if anybody knows where the league tables are, well, fuck me. <laughs> man than me. I tell you what, right? Yeah, I've got no idea. But I think they've just taken them off. <laughs> no, they'll be on there. It's like I always, if I bet, if I have a bet, I always, I always highlight the star next to that fixture on Sky so it becomes up on my scores. So rather yeah. than having to troll through. And I thought, well, there's no more my scores. So I went on the fixtures I bet on yesterday. And if you click on the star, when you go to the top of the, the, the scores bit, right, you'll see that they're highlighted at the top. It is actually better, whereas there used to be a, a symbol at the bottom where you click on it and it would go to your scores. But now it actually comes up at the top of the fixture thing. I mean, well, it's still, still early doors. Um, yeah. But, you know, Leicester City have lost their last two games and they're top of the league, which tells you something about this league this season. Yeah, how, definitely. How open it is and... You know, you, when you, uh, I guess the Aston Villas and the Evertons, and even for a cert, to a certain extent the Crystal Palaces, who are who are doing well, I think that, oh, Southampton, they'll they'll drop away surely. Yeah, they will do um, that. It's it's just I think because because it's so not the same. Yeah. You know, whereas a team might go into a lull of losing six on the spin and a draw or whatever. I think they might lose three and then go and win two. And, and you know, whereas, uh, apart from, obviously, West Brom and Fulham, who look like they're, well, not even Fulham now, is it's, it? It's, Sheffield um, United are Sheffield struggling. United and Burnley. Burnley, yes. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Those three. Yeah, it's, West Brom it's, um, haven't won a game for five games at least. Any no, of it's hard. It's, yeah. You know, it, it is hard. But that's well, let's put it this way. Like, Man United, United aren't going to win the league. <laughs> and at the moment, they're pretty going to be lucky to even feature in the top four. My and they're going to probably have a decision about their manager at some point, surely. league is going to be decided between, I think, Chelsea and Tottenham. And that's where I think the league is going to be decided. I'd like to think at the moment, Spurs are in that. We've won a few. I don't know well, they have. They beat Liverpool, did they? They had a poor start, Tottenham, didn't they? I mean, they lost their first game against Everton. They um, they, they got battered by someone, didn't they? But then they beat Man United convincingly. They uh, smashed Southampton up. They, they yeah. gave Southampton a bit of a hide in. They've, they've had, they smashed Man United up. Was that 5-1 or 4-1, 5-6-1? They beat Southampton 5-2. Newcastle they drew. Chelsea they drew. Uh, United was 6-1. Yeah. They've got a manager. Unfortunately, they have got a manager who knows how to win the league as Um, well. Yeah, let's not talk about that. I I mean, if you think, though, the teams that they've beaten, uh, you know, West Brom, what, down the bottom? Only beaten 1-0, but they still beat them. Brighton was 2-1. Burnley, second from bottom, was 1-0. Yeah. Um, but again, 3-3 with West Ham after being 3-0 up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they lost to Antwerp. Like, yeah, yeah. You know. I, like I say, it's, it's a 
it's a funny old game saying, but it just, it's just, um, unfortunately, they could do it. Oh, I hate to say it, but they could do it. You know, they're, 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 when, they're, when you're they're, talking they're, about and they're winning one nil, they're winning one nil. That is a sign of a team that 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 could win it. You know, it's it's picking up three points. What have we won four, lost four, haven't we? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know that that's that's the thing with us. We're, we're all or nothing, aren't we? That's uh, obviously we ain't going to be challenging for it, which is a shame. But um, yeah, I'd like to say, with us, though, Stuart, it's like games that we some of the games that we've lost. You kind of think, come on, seriously? Yeah, you know, it just should not have happened. Yeah. You know, but. Uh, well, I've got to go and watch I'm a celebrity, boys. So just get me out of here. Um, <laughs> and to get us out of here, uh, let's have some reasons to be cheerful. Yeah. Come on, go for it. Come on, you guys. Why don't you get back in 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 Reasons to be cheerful. Part three. three. Summer Buddy Holly, the working folly, big Polly Miss Molly, and boats. Hammersmith Polly, the Bolshoi Bally, jump back in the alley, had nanny goats. 18 wheelers, camels, Dominica camels, all other mammals plus equal boats. Seeing Piccadilly, Fanny Smith and Willie, being rather silly, and porridge oats. I bet you grin and bear it, I bet to come and share it. You're welcome, we can spare it. Yellow socks, too short to be haughty, too nutty to be naughty. Going on 40, no electric shots. The juice of the carrot, the smile of the parrot, a little drop of parrot, anything that works. Elvis ain't spotty, days when I ain't spotty, sitting on the potty, curing smallpox. Reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful. One, two, three. Reasons to be cheerful. Part three. Health service classes, chicolos and brasses, round or skinny bottles. Take him on to Paris, lighting up the chalice. Wee Willie Harris. Matthew Stephen Beagle, listening to Rico. Harper Groucho Chico. Cheddar Cheese and Pickle, the Vincent Motorcycle. Slap and tickle. Woody Allen Darling, Dimitri and Pasquale. Bala, bala, bala and below. Something nice to study, phoning up a buddy. Being in my nutty. Saying okie dokie, sing along a smoky. Coming out a chokey. John Coltrane Soprano, Eddie Celentano, Bona Carino. Reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful. One, two, three. Yes, yes, dear, dear. Perhaps next year, or maybe even never. In which.
cheerful, part three. Reasons to be cheerful, part three. Reasons to be cheerful, part three. Reasons to be cheerful, one, two, three. We got a scully cheerful, part three. Reasons to be cheerful, part three. We spoke yeah. about the game at the weekend. We okay. did last week. Did we? <laughs> like, you know what? I just totally forgot. You blanked we it don't. out. It's like a painful memory. I think I went for a draw. I think I've gone one all. Uh, we well, did go talk on. We'll about go again. It. We'll go again then. Oh, we'll well, we again. did talk about it, but I mean... Uh, I'll go one all. I'll go one all. I think I said one all as well, didn't I? Which yeah, I normal. think you did. And uh, John... What you said mate? like 4-0 to Arsenal. Uh, oh, yeah. I said a high scoring draw, 4-1 to Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You don't there need to go. do it again.